begin her favorite part of her show, the request line. She enjoyed watching the phones light up, enjoyed hearing the voices. It took her out of her booth for 50 minutes every night and proved to her that there were people, real people with real lives who were listening to her. She lit a cigarette and leaned back in her swivel chair. This would be her last quiet moment for the next hour. She didn't appear to be a restful woman, nor, despite the voice, did she look like a smoldering femme fatale. There was too much energy in her face and in her long, nervous body for either. Her nails were unpainted, as was her mouth. She rarely found time in her schedule to bother with polish and paint. Her dark, brandy-brown eyes were nearly closed as she allowed her body to charge up. Her lashes were long, an inheritance from her dreamy father. In contrast to the silky lashes and the pale, creamy complexion, her features were strong and angular. She had been blessed with a cloud of rich, wavy black hair that she ruthlessly pulled back, clipped back or twisted up in deference to the headphones. With an eye on the elapsed time clock, Scylla crushed out the cigarette and took a sip of water, then opened her mic. The on-air sign glowed green. That was for all the lovers out there. Whether you've got someone to cuddle up with tonight or you wish you did, stay tuned. This is Scylla O'Rourke, Denver. You're listening to KHIP. We're coming back with our request line. As she switched on the tape for a commercial run, she glanced up. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Nick Peters, the college student who served as an intern at the station, pushed up his dark-framed glasses and grinned. I aced the lit test. Way to go. She gratefully accepted the mug of steaming coffee he offered. Is it still snowing? Stopped about an hour ago. She nodded and relaxed a little. She'd been worrying about Deborah, her younger sister. I guess the roads are a mess. Not too bad. You want something to go with that coffee? She flicked him a smile, her mind too busy with other things to note the adoration in his eyes. No, thanks. Help yourself to some stale donuts before you sign out. She hit a switch and spoke into the mic again. As she read the station promos, he watched her. He knew it was hopeless, even stupid, but he was wildly in love with her. She was the most beautiful woman in the world to him, making the women at college look like awkward, gangling shadows of what a real woman should be. She was strong, successful, sexy, and she barely knew he was alive. When she noticed him at all, it was with a distractedly friendly smile or gesture. For over three months, he'd been screwing up his courage to ask her for a date and fantasizing about what it would be like to have her attention focused on him, only him, for an entire evening. She was completely unaware. Had she known where his mind had led him, Scylla would have been more amused than flattered. Nick was barely twenty-one, Seven years her junior chronologically, and decades younger in every other way. She liked him. He was unobtrusive and efficient, and he wasn't afraid of long hours or hard work. Over the past few months, she'd come to depend on the coffee he brought her before he left the station, and to enjoy knowing she would be completely alone as she drank it. Nick glanced at the clock. I'll, uh, see you tomorrow. Hmm? Oh, sure. Good night, Nick. The moment he was through the door, she forgot about him. She punched one of the illuminated buttons on the phone. K-H-I-P, you're on the air.
Scylla? That's right. Who's this? I'm Kate. Where are you calling from, Kate? From home, over in Lakewood. My husband's a cab driver. He's working the late shift. We both listen to your show every night. Could you play peaceful, easy feeling for Kate and Ray? You got it, Kate. Keep those home fires burning. She punched the next button. K-H-I-P, you're on the air. The routine ran smoothly. Scylla would take calls, scribbling down the titles and the dedications. The small studio was lined with shelves crammed with albums, 45s, CDs, all labeled for easy access. After a handful of calls, she would break to commercials and station promos to give herself time to set up for the first block of songs. Some of the callers were repeaters, so she would chat a moment or two. Some were the lonely, calling just to hear the sound of another voice. Mixed in with them was...